Alright, welcome back to Brain to Mouth with no processing in between. Uh, we're back today with even less processing than before. So, uh, so strap in. We're going to be talking about the immune system today. And for the most part, the way these notes are set up is basically just a list of vocabulary terms. So it seems kind of disjointed. It's because it is. So let's talk about the structure of the immune system, get some, get some basics down. There's, there's two types of immunity. Actually, there's innate and adaptive immunity. So the innate immunity is composed of defenses that are always active against infection, but they lack the ability to target specific invaders. So these are just your 24-7 barriers, like, like your skin, for instance. It, uh, it's there and it just keeps stuff out. Or... You know, like some of those macrophages we talked about in the last episode. They just, they eat anything that seems foreign. I think I could be wrong about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not a specific immune response. Where the, whereas there's adaptive immunity, and those are defenses that target specific pathogens. These are the ones that produce antibodies so that they can recognize specific pathogens the next time around. You know, this is why, why, why vaccines work, the adaptive immunity. All right, let's get into this. A little bit of the anatomy tell you. You know, if, if you're a dog, you probably like bone marrow. But what, what is that actually when it's not just you know, tasting scrumptious? It actually produces all of the white blood cells through the process of hematopoiesis. All the white blood cells are also known as leukocytes. The spleen is a location of blood storage and where the B cells are activated. And what are B cells? Tell your horses. The B cells turn into plasma cells to produce antibodies as part of adaptive immunity. So the B cells are the ones making those antibodies. When you got your, your COVID shot, who do you have to thank? It's the B cells. Because they recognize those uh, receptor proteins that make the antibodies so ever sees them again. Or I guess when you, when you actually got COVID, you know, they did that too. <laughs> Uh, humoral immunity. What is that? That is uh, antibodies. That is when antibodies. What is? Oh God! I didn't even finish the definition when I was writing. I have antibodies that dissolve and act in the blood rather than within the cells. Division of, and then I didn't finish writing that. Well, it's antibodies. So I'm gonna assume that's the that has to be a division of adaptive immunity. That's probably what I meant to say. I hope that's what I meant to say. Alright, so you got B cells, you also have T cells, and these coordinate the immune system and directly kill virally infected cells. The B cells, it's like they're marking them, they're like, go, go get those, and the T cells, they go and just, just whack them. Alright, now, you know, B cells, they're not always on duty, so when they're, when they're off duty, just trying to chill, kick back, they hang out in the lymph nodes. These lymph nodes, they provide a place for immune cells to communicate and mount an attack. This is like the command headquarters. And so the B cells can be activated here. Uh, that's not the primary place that they're activated, but they can be activated there, I believe. I mean, I know they can. I just, I don't think it's the primary place. I think they're, I'll probably get to it later, but I think that they're uh, primarily activated in the thymus. No, I'm wrong. The thymus is where T cells mature. 
and the thymus is a, a small gland and part of the pericardium. The pericardium's like uh, the membrane around the heart. I think. I hope. <laughs> it's T cells maturing the thymus. All right, we got the gut associated lymphatic tissue, also called the GALT. And this is the immune tissue found in close proximity to the digestive system. You know, even your digestive system needs a little bit of help. I mean, we talked about it before, but granules are what's present in granulocytes. They produce toxic enzymes and chemicals, which can be released by exocytosis. You know, it's, it's coming back again. You know, we're talking about the immune system. I talk about the white blood cells, so it'll be a little repetitive. But the lymphocytes are responsible for antibody production, immune system modulation, and targeted killing of infected cells. They're a type of agranulocyte. The monocytes, again, those are the phagocytic, phagocytic cells in the bloodstream, becoming macrophages in tissues. They're also agranulocytes. So the granulocytes, we've got the neutrophils, the eosinophils, and the basophils. The agranulocytes, we've got the lymphocytes and the monocytes. All right, now let's talk about the innate immune system, the, the nonspecific responses. All right, so you've got, you've got these things called defensins, and these are antibacterial enzymes found in the skin. Side note, mucus can prevent pathogens from entering our body via our lungs. All that, all that phlegm you hack up, so that's not the mucus, that's, that's a bad example. But you have mucus in your lungs. And actually, no, that is, that is, never mind, that is what you hack up. And it prevents pathogens from entering our lungs. Uh, I forget, they have a thing that's called some kind of escalator. Let me find that. We have to flip back to the respiratory section. Hold on, hold on, I'm getting to it, I'm getting to it. Hold your horses. If I can find it, maybe I won't. Do, 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 do. The, the mucociliary escalator. That's where underlying cilia propels mucus up the respiratory tract where it can be expelled or swallowed. So that mucus is what you're, what you're hacking up. But this mucus, it also prevents pathogens from entering our body via our lungs. And then lysosomes. Those are not a non-specific bacterial enzyme secreted in tears and saliva. So you see any kind of enzymes, they start, start barking them up. Our stomach acid and our gut bacteria also help prevent pathogens from entering. The complement system consists of a number of proteins in the blood that act as non-specific defense against bacteria. And how do they do this? They punch freaking holes in the bacteria. That's pretty metal. Ooh, excuse me, that was gross. So the classical pathway works by activating the complement system through the binding of a pathogen to an antibody. So antibody, you're thinking, wait a minute, that's not innate, but they just, it's, I think it's just any antibody and they always react the same way. But there's also the alternative pathway where a complement system can be activated without antibodies. So. 
if you're really bogged up about it, you can just ignore the classical population and turn to path with no antibodies. All innate. So, there are also interferons. And these are proteins produced by virally infected cells that prevent viral replication and dispersion. They also cause nearby cells to decrease production of both viral and cellular proteins and decrease the permeability of these cells, making them harder to infect. They also upregulate MHC class 1 and 2 molecules, which we'll talk about later. You know, I don't want to spoil anything yet, but yes, yeah, so they upregulate MHC class 1 and 2 molecules resulting in increased antigen presentation and better detection of the infected cells by the immune system. So remember, these are proteins made by the virally infected cells. It's like the last cry for help, their last stand. So, you know, if, if the cells virally infected, like, <laughs> they're gone, they're goners. All right, let's go over some, some more specific cells of the innate immune system. You got the macrophages. And those macrophages become activated when a bacteria invader enters the tissue. So I was right, macrophages are, are not specific. So these become activated when bacteria enters the tissue. Once activated, it phagocytizes the invader through endocytosis. Then it digests the invader using enzymes. And finally, it presents a little piece of the invader to other cells using a protein called major histone compatibility complex, MHC. I told you we'd get to it. So let's talk a little bit more about this complex. So MHC will bind to pathogenic peptides, also known as antigens, and it carries it to the cell surface where it can be recognized by cells of the adaptive immune system. And what else? Cytokines are chemical substances released by macrophages that stimulate inflammation and recruit additional immune cells to the area. But wait. There's more. There are two classes of MHC molecules. So MHC class one is displayed by all nucleated cells and they bring proteins produced by the cell. That's important. These are proteins produced by the cell to the cell surface to allow the immune system to monitor the health of the cell. If it, prevented, if it presented an unfamiliar protein, the cell may be killed. So these, these viruses, they work by inserting their genome into the cell because they can't replicate by themselves because they're, they're just like a little little ball of, of protein and, and RNA or DNA. So they have to put their genome into a cell, have the cell do the work to actually transcribe that genetic material so that the, the virus can reproduce. So when you're when the cell is doing this, they're making viral proteins. And so these MHC class one molecules, they take they take you know most of the time they're just taking regular proteins. To the cell surface to be scanned or just looked over but then if it's virally infected it'll take a protein the immune system goes wait a minute you're not supposed to make that and then you can out cells dead all right and so this this system of how the mhc class one molecules do this this is called the endogenous pathway because it binds antigens from inside to the cell but there's also class two and these are displayed by professional antigen-presenting cells, like macrophages. So MHC class 1, these will be on the fighters, the macrophages, the gobblers. And so they'll present antigens, not that they made, but they'll present antigens that they found in the environment, like when they were beating the shit out of a, out of another, like a foreign substance. Alright, but I'm saying antigens a lot. You're probably wondering what that is. 
well. It's a substance, usually a pathogenic protein, that can be targeted by an antibody. And so with MHC class 1, because it's getting antigens from the environment, we call that the exogenous pathway. Because it's getting antigens from outside the cell. Whereas the endogenous pathway, antigens inside the cell. And so we, dendritic cells, those are the antigen-presenting cells of the skin. Keeps you wondering. We also got pattern recognition receptors. These are special receptors in macrophages and dendritic cells that are able to recognize the identity of the invader, be that a bacterium, a fungus, a virus, or a parasite. This allows for the production of appropriate cytokines to recruit the right type of immune cells. These help recruit the right kinds of cytokines. And just a reminder, cytokines are the chemical substances released by macrophages that stimulate an inflammation and recruit additional immune cells to the area. This helps them, it basically helps them call for backup, these pattern recognition receptors. But then you also got natural killer cells. How badass does that sound? These are a type of nonspecific lymphocyte that is able to, able to detect when a pathogen has caused the downregulation of MHC molecules and it induces apoptosis in these infected cells. Apoptosis is cell suicide. So, you know, viruses, you know, they evolve to combat your immune system. So some of them, they deregulate these proteins that basically let the immune system know that there's a bad guy in town. So they'll deregulate so less of these signals are being sent. But then these natural killer cells, they go, wait a minute, that cell hasn't presented anything in a while. That's kind of suspicious. And then they just kill them. Kablamo. Dunzo. You, know, you gotta you got to play the game to, to do this. And they weren't playing the game. So, those were natural killer cells. Now we got, these are, these are some kinds of granulocytes. You know, I mentioned it before, finally diving in deep with them. Uh, there's the neutrophils, and these are phagocytic cells that target bacteria, and they utilize chemotaxis that can detect opsonized bacteria. And chemotaxis, if you're wondering, is just the sensing of certain products by bacteria, and then the migration of neutrophils to follow these products back to their source, which is the bacterium. And the, an opsonized bacteria is one that's marked with an antibody. And in case you're wondering what pus was, that's from these dead neutrophils when they, when they like pile up. Now, eosinophils. These contain bright red-orange granules, and they're primarily involved in allergic reactions and invasive parasitic infections. So you, you got these bad bellies to, to thank for, for your allergies. Uh, histamine. I'm sure you're aware because I'm sure you take an antihistamine every single day. These are inflammatory mediators released by eosinophils, and it results in vasodilation and increased leakiness of the blood vessels. And why is increased leakiness of blood vessels good? Because it allows the immune cells to move out of the blood and into the tissues so they can actually get the job done in those tissues. There are another type of granulocyte is, is uh, the basophils. And these contain large purple granules that are involved in allergic responses. And they release large amounts of histidine in response to allergens. 
leading to inflammatory responses. So these these basophils also release histamine. It's kind of neat. Got to charge one of my earpods so that they don't both die on me. Another type of granulocyte is a mast cell. These are closely related to baso basophils, but they have smaller granules and they exist in the tissues, mucosa, and endothelium. So these are really just like specialized basophils. All right, we did it. We are on the adaptive immune system. And this is divided into humoral immunity and cell, yeah, divided into humoral immunity, which uh, the B cells are in charge of, and cell-mediated immunity, which the T cells are in charge of. So these B cells, they mature in the bone marrow, and the T cells mature in the thymus. So, uh, you know, wacky all around. So, you got some antibodies. You secrete them into body fluids. What's going to happen? Well, there are three possible responses. So once bound to once the antibody is bound to an antigen, they can attract other leukocytes to phagocytize those antigens immediately. So this is called this is opsonization we were talking before. It's like you're targeting them for death. Alternatively, it could cause the pathogens to clump together, forming a large insoluble complex that can easily be phagocytized. So it's like making a big clump of antigens for you to, to munch on. Or it could you could simply just the antibodies could simply just block the ability of pathogen to invade tissues. And if it can't invade tissues, it can't reproduce. Okay, let's talk about cell surface antibodies. So the B cell will what did I try to write here? So binding with an antigen will cause activation of the B cell resulting in its proliferation and formation of plasma and memory cells. And so, regarding mast cells, when, when a mast cell binds with an antigen, it will cause degranulation, or basically like this mast cell will just throw up its granule, granules, allowing for the release of histamine, causing an, an inflammatory allergic reaction. But what are antibodies? You know, I'm always talking about antibodies. Got your COVID antibodies, you're good to go. These are Y-shaped molecules made of two identical heavy chains and two identical light chains. So it looks looks like a Y when you're looking at it. Now, hypermutation. That is the process by which B cells produce these antibodies. So they're trying to find the best match for an antigen with the antigen binding domain of the antibody. So basically what's happening is just these B cells are just mutating as fast as they can, trying to find something that sticks <laughs> so that they can correctly identify this antigen. And so as these B cells are maturing and stuff, they go through clonal selection. And this is the process for generating specificity by which only the B cells with high affinity for the antigen survive. So you're able to get that good uh, antigen binding domain you're good, you won't die. If you don't, can't do that, you're dead. And that's not good. And then there's the constant region, and that's the portion of the antibody that immune cells have receptors for, and it can initiate a complement cascade. So there's the part of the antibody that binds to the antigen, and then there's a the constant region, and that's the part that binds to cell receptors in immune cells.
So there are four different, there's five different types of ant antibodies. There's IgM, IgD, Ig, IgG, IgE, and IgA. And so when they switch between these isotopes, it's called isotope switching, the process by which cells can change which isotope of antibody they produce when stimulated by specific cytokines. Now, there are also, there's a lot of different B cells, you know, there's the antibody boys, and a lot of them. There's naive B cells, and those that, those are the B cells that have not yet been exposed to the antigen. They wait in the lymph nodes for their particular antigen to come along. They're just chilling on lymph nodes. Now, when these naive cells bind to, to an antigen, they differentiate. Or... This is when they get activated. This might be before they come in contact. But they differentiate in the plasma cells, which produce large amounts of antibodies, and memory B cells. And those are the ones that stay in the lymph node, awaiting re-exposure to the same antigen. So when you first initiate, when you first see an antigen you haven't seen before, that's the primary response. And that's the initial exposure to the antigen. That's where plasma and memory B cells are produced. So I guess it is after those naive B cells come in contact with them. Then the secondary response is re-exposure to antigen. And that's when the memory B cell will jump into action and produce antibodies specific to that pathogen. We'll just you know, nip it in the bud, you know, the same after a rodeo, you know. There is positive selection. I think we're talking about T cells now. So for T cells, positive selection is maturing only the T cells that can respond to the presentation of an antigen on MHC. So if a T cell can't respond to the antigen on MHC, it's pretty much worthless. So, so they don't die, or they don't live. <laughs> they do die. Now there's negative selection, and that causes apoptosis in cells that are self-reactive, meaning that they are activated by proteins produced by the organism itself. So... You really, this is this is how like autoimmune systems arise when ne this negative selection isn't very efficient because we don't want our T cells to attack our own body. <laughs> there is uh, there's thymosin that is a peptide hormone secreted by thymic cells that facilitate the maturation of these T cells. Now let's go over the different types. There's a four. There are the helper T cells, also known as CD4 T cells, and they coordinate the immune response by secreting chemicals known as lymphokines, which recruit other immune cells and increase their activity. It responds to antigens presented on MHC2 molecules, or the ones present the antigens that were found extracellularly by those macrophages. So, the next one is called cytotoxic T cells, but it's also called CD8. And CD8 T cells directly kill virally infected cells by injecting toxic chemicals that promote apoptosis. They respond to antigens on MHC1 molecules. So MHC1 molecules, those are the ones that we're detecting when the cell is making viral proteins and stuff. So when those are detected, these CD8 T cells, they just come in and good night. So CD8... MHC1, CD4, MHC2. If you take 4, multiply it by 2, you get 8. You want to get to 8. That's how you can remember CD4, MH2. 4 times 2 equals 8. CD8, MHC1. 8 times 1 equals 8. 
but there's more kinds of T cells, you know. Don't get don't get too excited. We ain't, we ain't done yet. There are there are suppressor T cells, also known as the regulatory T cells. And they help tone down the immune response once the infection has been adequately contained. Differentiated CD4 T cells. They we differentiated. Okay, so the suppressor T cells are differentiated from CD4 T cells by the presence of Fox P3 protein. And it also turns off self-reactive lymphocytes to prevent autoimmune diseases. And this is called self-tolerance. But wait, there's more. There's also memory T cells, and these are the ones that wait until the next exposure to the same antigen. When activated, they result in a more robust and rapid response. So these memory T cells are like memory B cells, and that's probably why they're both named memory. Now, there are self-antigens as well. These are proteins and carbohydrates on the surface of every cell in the body. Normally, these signal to immune cells that the cell should not be attacked. Autoimmunity is when the immune system attacks cells expressing particular self-antigens, which is not good, uh, I think. I don't know if autoimmunity is just a thing that happens naturally and then autoimmune disorders are just when it's too, too haywire. But there are, there are hypersensitivity reactions, and this is allergies and autoimmunity. So I feel like autoimmunity is not good. Uh, there's active immunity, and that is when the immune system is stimulated to produce antibodies against a specific pathogen. And there's passive immunity, which transfers, which results from the transfer of antibodies from one individual to another. This immunity is transient or temporary because only the antibodies not in the plasma cells no, because it's only the antibodies, not the plasma cells, that produce them, uh, that are given to the individual. So, you know, like in breast milk, your the mother's the mother's antibodies go into the baby, and so that gives the baby immunity, but it's not immunity for life. Once they stop breastfeeding, they're not going to have those antibodies anymore. Whereas active immunity is for life. And that's that's when you do it yourself. You could be in a slacker, make your own damn immunity. Put yourself up by your bootstraps. All right. So we've been talking about the immune system. So naturally, we have to talk about the lymphatic system now. Uh, it's composed of the thoracic duct, which is a large duct in the posterior chest that delivers lymph into the left subclavian vein, which is just a vein near the heart. Lymph nodes are small bean-shaped structures along the lymphatic vessels containing a lymphatic channel, as well as an artery and a vein. These provide a space for immune cells to be exposed to possible pathogens. And it's got three main functions. The lymphatic system equalizes fluid distribution. So we were talking about edema, uh, and that is swelling due to fluid collection in the tissues. This only occurs when these lymphatic vessels are overwhelmed, because normally in a capillary, there's like a lymphatic vessel in the way back. So any excess fluid that can't go back into the, the vein will go through the lymphatic system, and then the lymphatic system will eventually dump it into that thoracic duct. So it's all good. But lymphatic system also transports biomolecules, namely fats, from the digestive system to get them into the bloodstream. They'll package them into these things called lacteals, which are small lymphatic vesicles at the center of each villus in the small intestine. And then that will eventually get packed into a, a, a chyle, C-H-Y-L-E, 
and this is lymphatic fluid containing many chylomicrons, which is like a, another packaging. <laughs> chylomicrons are basically just packaged fat. They're milky white in appearance. And then it has germinal centers, and these are to help function for immunity. These are collections in the lymph nodes where B cells proliferate and mature. And that is all I got for you today. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you learned something. That is the lymphatic system and the immune system.